Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week we talk about real life issues that you're facing and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Have you ever played the game Two Truths and a Lie? If not, this is a game where you list three things about yourself. Two of them are true and one is a lie. Not true. Then the other people that you're playing with are supposed to guess which one of the three things is the lie. Now, I'm not condoning lying, so please hear me in this. Everything that we should say should always be the truth. However, I bring up this game because I believe that this game is similar to the game that the enemy is playing with us. What the enemy does is he will tell you the truth, but in the same manner, slip in a little bit of a lie or twist the word just a little bit so that it doesn't say what it really says. And if we're not careful, we will believe it all as the truth. For example, in Genesis 2, 16 and 17, and the Lord God commanded the man, Adam, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Then in Genesis 3, 1 through 4, we see how Satan comes in and he's all crafty in his serpent costume. And he says to Eve, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Well, yeah, we read that he said it, right? (laughs) Now skip down to verse 4. Listen to the devil's response. You will not certainly die. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. The devil started out with the truth. God did say that they couldn't eat from that one tree. But then he twisted God's words and told them, no, you're not going to die. God's just saying that because he knows that if you eat it, you're going to be like him. Well, the thing was, Adam and Eve didn't realize it, but they were already like God. But the same thing is happening today. You have probably heard of the phrases, my truth, or my truth is, or that's just their truth, or know your truth. The problem with the whole quote unquote, my truth, is that people are saying this phrase and they don't really know what the truth is. Ladies, truth is not relative. If truth was relative, meaning that it changes based on the individual, then it wouldn't be truth. It would just be an opinion. If you want my honest opinion, the reason that we use phrases like my truth or their truth is because so many people today are overly sensitive. We use it so that we don't offend others. So we just pretend that for that other person, it's their truth. Or when we use it about ourselves, we're using it because we know that what we're doing is not right, but that's how we justify our actions. Ladies, I might be stepping on some toes today, but I really want to talk about this because this is such a lie that the enemy tells us over and over again. I hear all the time. 
Sometimes we would much rather be happier doing things that we know aren't right because they make us feel better. We would much rather that than to make ourselves feel uncomfortable. I want to take a minute and I want to look at King David when he adopted this mentality of, quote unquote, my truth. In 2 Samuel 11, starting in verse 1, it says, It happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbath, but David remained at Jerusalem. See, this is a time of war, so the king and all of his men are supposed to be in battle. However, David, who is king at the time, did not go. So David's truth is, even though all the kings were at battle, he didn't feel like going, so he stayed back. Verse 2, Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about this woman, and someone said, Is it not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Now David's truth in this matter was, okay, he's not supposed to be there. The women think that only women are around, so they're out bathing, different than our culture, right? (laughs) But there's not supposed to be men around, okay? And so David walks upon the roof, and he's looking at Bathsheba as she's bathing, okay? And he's like, ooh, who is this lady? So David's truth is, that is one beautiful woman, and I want to take her home with me. And it does not matter if she's married. She is mine. That's David's truth. Then David sent messengers and he took her and she came to him and he lay with her and she was cleansed from her impurity and she returned to her house and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David and said, I am with child. So she gets pregnant, right? David's truth is this. I just messed up big time, but I don't want others to know what I did. So I I am going to pretend like it never even happened. What I'll do is I'll send Uriah back home. I'll have him spend some time with Bathsheba and pretend that she's pregnant with his baby. It doesn't work, of course. And then skipping down to verse 14. In the morning, it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and then retreat from him that he may be struck down and die. So it was while Joab besieged the city that he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew there were valiant men. These are the ones that are in the front lines of the battle. This is where all of the action is taking place. So this is where he sends Uriah. Then the men of the city came out and fought with Joab, and some of the people of the servants of David fell, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Ladies, as you can tell from this story, when David lived by his quote-unquote truth— which really means he's living by his feelings. It not only hurts himself in the moment, but it hurts a whole lot of other people in the process. Not only did David kill Uriah the Hittite, he killed some of his most valiant men in the process. When we live by our feelings, we don't necessarily care what's good for us because it's not comfortable. We don't want to deal with it. It doesn't feel good. David could have at any point before killing Uriah the Hittite. He could have admitted what he did and he could have dealt with the consequences of it, but he didn't want to deal with it until eventually his sin caught up with him. Actually, in the end, he ended up losing his son. His son died and it caused even more hurt and even more pain. And that is exactly what living with my truth means. The same thing is true with our culture today. They tell you, Do what makes you feel good. 
You deserve it. But just because something makes us feel good doesn't mean it is good. Just like David, it doesn't mean it's good. Just because it feels right doesn't mean it is right. We are letting our feelings determine our truth. And that is a pretty scary place to be because I don't know about you, but sometimes my feelings are up and sometimes my feelings are down. They will take me on a wild roller coaster ride if I'm not careful. So when we let that determine our truth, we are not setting our truth on stable ground. Hebrews 11.25 tells us that sin is fun for a season. But guess what? When that season of fun is over, now we have to deal with addictions. We have to deal with feeling empty and broken and depressed and anxious and all of these things that we can't carry on our own. That's what my truth does to us. In Jeremiah 23, 17, God is talking about this very thing. And so Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah has a job and his job is to go out and speak to the children of Israel and try to bring them back to God, but they don't want to listen. And that's where Jeremiah 23, 17 kind of picks up. And it says, they, the culture at the time, is saying to those who despise me, that is God. So the culture basically is saying to the world, the Lord has said, you shall have peace. And to everyone who walks according to the dictates of my heart, quote unquote, my truth, they say, no evil shall come upon you. So in essence, the culture is saying you can continue to do whatever you feel is right and you don't have to worry about a thing. You can have peace and no evil will come upon you. Ladies, that's not true. See, the truth is when God said those words that we shall have peace and no evil shall come upon us, he's talking to those who are serving God, not for those who are not serving God, not for those who have turned away from God completely. That is not the truth but they want you to believe it. Then going down a few more verses to Jeremiah 23, 36, it says, for every man's word will be his oracle. For you have perverted the words of the living God. So basically what this is saying is for every man's word will be his oracle. It's like they're saying, because this is my truth. Guess what? It's true for me. That's not what God says. Now you may be asking yourself, but this is my truth. Shouldn't I be able to speak my truth? Ladies, there is only one truth. Truth doesn't change just because we want it to change. Truth is either truth or it is a lie. There is no such thing as my truth. Just because I perceive something as truth does not mean that it is truth. God's word is the highest form of truth. When we desire our truth, we are not desiring the truth. Proverbs 3, 7 tells us to not be wise in our own eyes, but instead respect the Lord and turn away from evil. When we seek God, that's when we're seeking truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth, ladies. And the reason that no one can come to the Father except through Jesus is because Jesus is the only one who died on the cross, took our sins from us, and in return paid for our sins with his life. Romans 6.23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. We deserve death because we've messed up. Even if you messed up just a little bit, just one time, our punishment is death. But because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, 
He took that sin away from us. He took all those times that we messed up and he took it with him on that cross and died with it on the cross. So now that when we accept Jesus as Lord, we get to live. We get what Jesus deserved for living a sinless life. Not what we deserve. Praise God. Ladies, Jesus is the truth. John 17, 17 says that God's word is truth. And what's so incredible about this is that John 8, 32 tells us that when we know the truth, the truth will make us free, free from sin, free from sickness, free from brokenness, free from depression, free from anxiety, free from loneliness, free ladies. The lie that quote unquote, my truth will tell you is that your truth has the same power as the truth. That is not true. That is a lie. Your truth does not lead to freedom. We can't do what only God can do. We can't be that freedom that we so desire to have. At the beginning of this episode, we talked about the game Two Truths and a Lie and talked about how this is the game that the enemy is playing with us. And so my truth, it sounds good, but it's not true. It's a lie. And sometimes, though, it's hard to see that lie when it's mixed with the truth. The only way that we will know the truth from a lie is to know the word of God, to know Jesus. I want to encourage you today, instead of choosing to live my truth, choose Jesus. He is the only one that really can bring you that freedom that you so, so want. If there is an error in your life that you're struggling with, instead of just accepting it, reach out to God. He loves you so much more than you could possibly imagine. Now, ladies, if you need prayer for anything, if you've got questions about anything that we talked about today, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to me through the Uncommon Teen app. You can download that at uncommonteenapp.com and click on the tab that says connect with Jamie or the tab that says prayer requests. And then put in there what it is that I can pray with you for or the questions that you have. I would love to be here to support you and encourage you as you walk this journey out. All right, ladies. So as we say each week, I want you to repeat after me. I want you to really mean it from your heart because this is who God sees you as. This is truth. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, one announcement before we close out for today. We are coming down to the final days for you to get signed up for our 12-week summer coaching program. We still have a couple spots left, and I would love to have you join us. I have received several emails lately from so many of you wonderful ladies asking how you can grow closer to God this summer. And I've also had some of you asking me to pray for you that God shows you how he can use you to make a difference. Ladies, I absolutely love your heart and know that I am praying for you. If you are a teen girl who wants to meet other girls who love God and are on the same journey with you, if you want to grow in your walk with God this summer and get close to him, if you want to know how you can make a difference this summer, and also when you go back to school in the fall, this summer coaching program is for you. The doors close on Tuesday, May 31st. So we're getting really close to that deadline. And the reason why the doors close then is so that I can make sure that I give you your welcome package in the mail before we get started. Ladies, also. On the side note, I am so excited about this welcome package. I cannot even tell you. It is going to be incredible. You are going to love it. But if you are excited about our summer coaching program, 
First, let your parents know how excited you are and what you're most excited about when it comes to the coaching program. And then have your parents go to the Uncommon Teen app. Again, you can download it at uncommonteenapp.com and click on the tab that says Summer Coaching Program. That will share a little bit more about the program and will also allow them to sign up for a 15-minute call with me. I would love to get to meet you and your parents on that call so that we can learn more about what this program looks like for you. All right, ladies, I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know just how much God really does love you. Now, I want you to repeat after me and I want you to mean it with all your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, so I have a question for you. What does your summer look like? What is one thing that you are going to do this summer that is going to change your life forever? What are you going to do this summer to help you make friends who love Jesus that will help you grow in your walk with God all while having a blast? If your answer is, well, (laughs) not really a whole lot. Well, I have something just for you that will help you do all of those things. Are you interested? What if you did something this summer that could change your life forever? Ladies, I want to invite you to join me for Uncommon Teen Live 2024 because you are going to do just that. You are going to meet your new besties. You're going to have a blast and grow in your walk with God. So grab your parents, head on over to UncommonTeen.com and grab your tickets today.